of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Buckeyes 11-0, Michigan 11-0. Buckeyes ranked number two in the latest college football playoff rankings. Michigan ranked number three. So as big as it gets since probably 2006 when I think the teams were undefeated and it was one versus two and a guy who's covered all these games that we're talking about and he'll cover this Saturday's game as well joins us on the hotline right now from Bucknuts.com. He is Steve Hellwagon. How are you today, Steve? I'm doing good, guys. What's going on? Well, uh, we're getting ready for a number of big games uh, this weekend, Steve. We've got Hoban and Maslin uh, on Friday night, and then Ohio State, Michigan Saturday, and Tom Brady and Tampa Bay and the Browns on Sunday. So we want to get into that middle one uh, that's in that football sandwich, the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. What's been the talk in Columbus this week, Steve, about this game coming off a very rare loss to Michigan last year? Yeah, I think you make a good point that uh, the Buckeyes want to establish themselves physically in this game and uh, get off to a great start. And uh, so I think that's probably the the biggest thing is last year on both sides of the football, offense and defense, the Buckeyes kind of got out physical in that game. And uh, they want to be sure that uh, obviously they hold serve at home. Michigan hasn't won a game in Columbus since the year 2000. So you think about that and all the other things that are at stake, it's a winner-take-all game. The winner is going to the Big Ten championship game and, and would almost certainly be in the college football playoff, perhaps even with a loss in the Big mm-hmm. Ten championship game, which seems unlikely. Whoever advances is going to be a several touchdown favorite, I would think, to beat uh, whoever uh, Purdue or Iowa comes out of the West. So, uh, to me, uh, you know, just so much on the line here. And, uh, again, what a great setup. As you said, kind of similar to the 2006 game, a little similar to the 2016 game. And the neat thing is that for all these winner-take-all huge, huge games, the Buckeyes have had uh, the home field advantage, which is kind of cool. Buckeyes benefit from being number two in the college football playoff standings right now because, like you just mentioned, and I was thinking about this earlier, if the Buckeyes lose being number two right now and if Southern Cal loses to Notre Dame Saturday night, Buckeyes could find themselves right back into the running for a national championship, maybe into that Final Four because – Steve, can you see them putting a, a two-team loss like Alabama or maybe even LSU above a one-loss Ohio State and or Michigan? Or is this simply because Ohio State's at two, not three? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many game results out there that we need to get the uh, the final results for before we can make any kind of informed judgment of what the committee might do. I mean, what, what's the final score of this team? Mm. How does it look? Okay. And uh, so – you know, you just you just don't know until the games are played, like what the committee might be thinking or what they're looking at. But it is a closely grouped bunch of teams. You've got the four teams currently with uh, that are undefeated. Obviously, that's going to go down to at least three on Saturday because, you know, Ohio State's playing uh, Michigan. One of them is going to get their first loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU obviously needs to finish off the regular season and, and go into their Big 12 championship game as well. Same with Georgia with the SEC and then going to play LSU. So, 
you know, I like where all four of those teams are right now. I mean, could Michigan even still make it with a loss to Ohio State at 11 and one? That would be, uh, you know, a tremendous feat if they're able to do that. But let's just put the four best teams in and, and, and let it go from there is kind of how I look at it. Steve, what, in your opinion, was the last full game that the Buckeyes played? The last full game that the Buckeyes played. That's mm-hmm. a good question. I mean, Indiana, they, they were pretty dominant. But, again, that's Indiana, yep. a team that was just kind of playing the string out. Uh, I mean, 56-14, to 14, it was 28-7, to 7, I think, in the first half. So, 21 nothing after the first quarter. I, I think Indiana had pretty much resigned itself that it wasn't going to pull that one off. Against uh-huh. a good team, that's a good question. I mean, right. they struggled. I think they trailed at halftime against Notre Dame. Uh, may have trailed another time this season and obviously, uh, you know, trailed last week against Maryland at halftime. That's why I keep harping on the idea that this is a game where if you have the ball first, you want to go down and get a touchdown and then you want to force a punt and you want to lather, rinse, repeat, you know, that's right. That's how you win these games. And, uh, uh, that, uh, to me would be the, the formula if they can get off to the quick start and uh and really make it happen i think uh you know put put the onus on michigan that yes. they've got to make some plays with their offense and other than their running game i'm not sure that they're capable of doing that see because i look at this team and i wonder why they haven't peaked yet and whether or not they're just you know saving something for the michigan game we don't think that's ever going to be the case but we're a little bit spoiled because when we see the true like blue bloods in basketball we like to see our buckeyes and usually it's the alabamas the clemsons the lsus of the world getting better at this point in time but if we look throughout college football that's not necessarily the case anyway is it well you make a good point i mean last week just in general tcu needed a a field goal on the last play to stay undefeated and against baylor and and certainly you know ohio state had the had to hustle you know in the fourth quarter to hold off maryland they were having a problem getting maryland stopped throwing the football with talia tagovailoa so uh, they they really needed to play a great fourth quarter to win that game. So uh, that's just the way it is, though, in college football. There's a lot of parity out there. And the difference between the teams at the top and the teams in the middle and, and so on may not be quite as pronounced. Uh, you know, people get all up in arms when, when somebody takes Ohio State into the fourth quarter. And I'm like, guys, you know, I've been watching the sport since the 70s. And, you know, in a lot of respects, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily from the Woody days because it was the – the big two and the little eight, but uh, I think, uh, you know, in the last uh, 20 years or so, uh, the blowouts are kind of few and far between when you have a competitive game. So I, uh, I want to see, uh, you know, what they do come out Saturday at noon and prove it. That's uh, they've had a year to stew about it. Now you got to go prove it. Steve Hellwagon, our guest Buckeyes beat reporter at bucknuts.com. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Hellwagon. Steve, what can you tell us about the walking wounded or the limping uh, wounded for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, any indication as to who's in, who's out this week, or will that be an hour before kickoff? We'll know. Yeah, they're not going to release availability report till uh, Saturday at 9 a.m., but my guess is Mayan Williams will play. He may even be the starter. Uh, obviously, you have Dallin Hayden, who's right there, 200 yard games in a row, but this is a big step up in competition for him to go out and try and play against the University of Michigan. And then Travion Henderson, I tend to doubt that we would see him uh, much or at all. Uh, I mean, he leaves the game with his foot in a boot. Uh, didn't look good when he was on the field. Uh, I think he may have uh, tweaked his ankle on that touchdown catch that he had. Uh, he had to make a change of direction there as he was going toward the end zone and may have taken a bad step there. And so, 
you put it all together, and I think it's I think it's the Mayan Williams show, whatever he can do, and then Dallin Hayden after him. So uh, those are probably the, the two lead dogs this week, I think, for the Buckeyes. What about Jackson Smith in Jigba? He's been an enigma, right? Uh, it, it, we don't know what uh, you know uh, the injury is to this point. How serious it is? Is it just a hammy? Is it something else? Is he done for the year and they're not saying it, or have they saved him for this game and beyond? You know, his name never even came up when uh, Ryan Day was interviewed yesterday uh, by the media. I think everybody has pretty much resigned themselves to the fact that, uh, you know, he's probably done. I I don't know. You know, maybe he tries to come back for the bowl game. We have heard nothing to indicate that he would be available. Uh, You know, he hadn't even been around, it doesn't seem like. So maybe he's somewhere getting treatment in hopes of getting ready for the NFL draft or what. They have kept a complete lid on his status, location, availability, or any of that. So uh, it wasn't even asked yesterday. Uh, uh, I think the week before, Dave was asked if he expected to get him back or was just hopeful, and he said he's more hopeful at that point than expecting anything. So, yeah, I uh, I, I tend to believe that uh, they're, they're – I, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to play in this game. I mean, we just haven't heard anything about him. I mean, it would be a complete shock if he lined up out there on Saturday after not playing in over a month. But uh, And how much effectiveness would he have? I mean, I, I don't even know. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll play, play that one by ear, but may, maybe his name won't be on that report at 9 a.m. and he'll be out there warming up at 11 a.m. and on the field at 12.15. You never know. Steve, what have you heard about, you know, leading up to this game and senior tackle, usually the last practice before the uh, Team Up North game, has Ryan Day said anything? Are they changing the senior tackle? And we understand that uh, a lot of, if not the entire team from the 2014, those that are available from the 2014 National Championship team are going to be on hand for this game. Will they be a part of this before, uh, prior to kickoff with the Buckeyes this year? You know, I haven't heard anything about that. I'll have to look into that if the 2014, it's not really an annual uh, I mean, it was an eight-year anniversary, I guess, of that right. team, not, not the typical anniversary, but uh, a team that obviously beat Michigan in an important game uh, to get on to uh, the Big Ten Championship and so on. Uh, a great team for them to, to have, if anybody from that team could be there, to share that, that mojo from that season would be uh, great with this team trying to push for a championship this year. So that's a new one on me. I hadn't heard that one uh, what was the other question, the senior well, tackle? Yeah, are they yeah, doing they, something differently this year? They might be doing it on Friday this year as opposed to Thursday. I think what they found was they practiced Thursday morning, and it was just kind of a rush to get out of there so everybody could go be with their family for Thanksgiving uh, dinner. And I think that uh, they decided maybe they're moving it to Friday this year, okay. which it used to be on Friday. I think for the home games, Friday makes more sense. For the games at Michigan, Thursday may make more sense because you're trying to get out of there on Friday, uh, although you can practice during the day, I suppose, with no school uh, to get up to uh, to Michigan for the game. But, uh, yeah, I suppose this year they're trying to do it a little bit differently, but I don't think it makes that much of a difference. It used to be a, a, an event that the media could cover, then it was a public event for a few years, and now it's just strictly a private uh, team-only event. Maybe they're the parents or whoever can come and see the seniors or whatever. I guess they've got a group of about 20 or 22 seniors who will be playing their last game. And Ronnie Hickman, a junior who is, uh, he'd be eligible obviously to go to the NFL announced yesterday that uh, this will be his last game at Ohio State. And he's going on 
to the NFL. I think he might be a fourth-year junior, so completely right. understandable. He's had two pretty good seasons for the Buckeyes and ready to go on and take a shot at the NFL. Let me give you a little scoop, Steve Hellwagon, at bucknuts.com. You want some good photos? You want some good stories? The members of the 2014 National Championship team are going to be on hand Friday night at Bridge Park at Urban Meyer's Pine House. They'll be there from awesome. 5 o'clock on. So if you want to stop by, we'd be more than happy to have you there. Awesome. Sounds good. I, I, I may try and make it over other than, well, my daughter, uh, she turns 21 on Sunday. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And with the whole family here, we're having her birthday party Friday. And a, and a neat story, 21 years ago was the first Jim Trestle Michigan game in Ann Arbor. And because my wife had not had the baby yet, the game was played a week earlier. It wasn't played Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, she hadn't had the baby yet, so I didn't get to travel out of state. So that's the last Ohio State game I have not attended was 21 years ago uh, for the Michigan game. I've been at every game, home away, and bowls, and wherever for 21 years. So there you go. Uh, Great story right there. All right, Steve Hellwagon. Uh, Did I read it right? Did I see right? In watching the 24-minute press conference you guys did with Ryan Day yesterday, um, he said he got very little sleep. He looked like he got very little sleep. He looks grumpy. He looks pissed off based on what happened last year, third base comment, and all of that. Is this a grumpy, motivated, angry, revengeful Ryan Day? Yes, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, they've had it shoved up there for a year, you know, that, uh, that they were soft and that uh, they were not a strong team physically. And, and so – they want to go out and prove different, and I think that that's what's really pushing this team is to to show to the world that, uh, hey, you know, we are we are better than we showed last year, and we are the dominant team in our conference, and this rivalry truly is one-sided. I mean, you think about it, it's, uh, what is it, 16-3 and three or 17-3 and three for Ohio State over the last 20 years, back to that game I referenced, the 21 games, or the 2001 games, so... I look at it, and uh, yeah, there's so much out there that uh, that Ryan Day wants to uh, to set the record straight. I think with uh, this game and and have Ohio State get back in charge of this thing. All right, how do you see this one shaking out on Sunday? We know you got to run, Steve, so uh, break it down for us, and then of course we'll look for the the game day data page and all the other great uh, stories, videos, highlights that you guys have at Bucknuts.com. Yeah, I think that. You know, when you think about it, Michigan's got a great defense. Ohio State's played against some pretty good defense this year and really had no problem scoring the football pretty much all season long, other than that Northwestern game when it was more the the elements probably than anything Northwestern did. So I think that Ohio State's going to score maybe four or five touchdowns in this game. And big question for Michigan is uh, Blake Corm. Is he going to play? And is uh, how effective is Blake Corm going to be? Those are two right. huge questions. And to me, watching the Illinois game last week, boy, did they struggle moving the football without Blake Corm. So uh, if he's not 100%, I think they've got a real problem. And even if he is 100%, I think Ohio State's uh, run defense has been pretty good. So uh, I like Ohio State. I was thinking 31 20. Maybe there'll be a few more points than that scored in the game overall, maybe 34, 23, something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I like the Buckeyes. Uh, maybe even to keep this string, they're the only team in the country with 11 double-digit wins. Uh, maybe they'll make it 12 this week. 
Steve, always great stuff. We appreciate the insight as always. Stop and see JT if you get a chance Friday night there with the 2014 National Championship team, and we'll talk to you again next week, all right? All right, guys. Take care. There he is, Steve Hellwagon, Bucknuts.com, does a great job. Uh, he told you the only game he's missed, right, in, in how many years, uh, because his daughter was going to be born. Well, that's a good reason to miss a game, but uh, he'll be there Saturday for this one in Columbus, the 100th season, JT, of football at the shoe in Columbus. So you, there are a lot of factors as to why the Buckeyes want to win this game.